Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Fatherhood Experience Podcast. My name is Roy Sampson, and I will be talking today a little bit about what it means to be a dad and the when I the early stages of being a dad. Now, for those of you who don't know, my wife and I, my wife Shelly, and I met swing dancing. So we were swing dancers. I was uh, on a dance team, a competitor, and we would compete nationally, internationally. It took a lot of time, it took a lot of hours. So during the early stages of dating and even the early ser- stages of marriage, when we had our first uh, son, our son Tristan, we were surrounded by a community of swing dancers. And so we knew them before we got married, we knew them after we got married, and we would attend these workshops and competitions, these national and international competitions, and we would see all the same friends from all over the world. Now there's one instance where a friend of mine, uh, who we've only kept together, kept in touch through social media, came up to me at one of the one of the national tour championships, na- national championships, and she came up to me and said so what it's what is it like being a dad you know and i told her you know it's amazing it's wonderful it's one of the best experiences in i've ever had in my entire life and i love it and she looked at me with a perplexed look on her face and said well that's different what do you mean that's different but usually all you hear is you know how you don't get enough sleep and how they cry all the time, colic, finicky, and just the change, the negative changes that it, that it has on your life, that having a baby has in your life and how difficult it is. And I told her, uh, because at this time she was competing and I was no longer competing. I was just there to meet friends and hang out and dance and watch the bands. And I told her, well, what is it like to win a national championship? What, is it, what does it feel like to win an international championship? You really can't explain it. It's, a, it's much easier to explain and it's much easier to convey how many hours a week that you practiced. It's much easier to convey how many times that you sustained an injury during the year or the things that didn't go right, the things that didn't go wrong because it's a lot easier for people to relate to failure. It's a lot easier for people to relate to hardship. And as people, I think part of us wants to connect with empathy. We wanna connect with people feeling sorry for us. So as a parent, I look at, when you look at somebody who isn't a parent or you wanna connect with somebody, it's definitely a lot stronger. Well, it's a lot easier to connect with the emotion of, oh man, it was hard, I lost sleep, lost sleep again tonight. There's an instant connection there. It's a lot harder to explain the feeling that you get when your two-year-old looks at you and says, I love you, or I love you, daddy. You can't explain that feeling. When you have two children, it's even harder to explain the feeling that you get when they love each other. Uh, when the older son sacrifices for his younger sister. It's much harder to convey that feeling. It's just like 
how difficult it is to convey the feeling that you get when you're holding a first place trophy in front of a hundred or thousands of people inside um, a competition room, the stage of competition with hundreds of thousands watching on social media. You can't explain the feeling that you get when the crowd erupts in applause and all you can feel is the sound pressure inside the room as people are cheering. You can't explain that feeling. It's much harder to explain. It's much easier to explain the, the difficulty that you sustained, the difficulty that you endured, that you had to go through to get to where you're going, but it's difficult to explain what it's like to get to where you're going. So for those of you who have thought about parenthood or are considering parenthood or are already parents, it's awesome. Talk about the awesome, awesome experiences or moments even when you don't think that people are going to relate because those are the things that people need to hear. Those are the, the insights that people need to hear. One other thing about parenthood that I think is very beautiful is that one, you get to appreciate things that you didn't appreciate before. Case in point, silence. I think it's a huge example that I'm recording this podcast while I'm driving. When I was single, I used to wake up at five in the morning. I'd have a couple of hours to, before I had to go to work. Just turn around, go to my computer, grab my guitar, and I'd start recording songs. It's much harder to do that now. First of all, because my kids would crawl into the bed, and chances are I'll be waking up on the couch because I got kicked out of my bed at two in the morning. Two, I can't just turn everything on and start recording because then they would wake up. So, <laughs> silence, being able to have time for yourself, you appreciate that more. The silence of a house, the silence of in, in your mind is are, are a couple of things that you don't get when you have kids. And that may be a horrible thing, but you can also look at it as you get to appreciate and value the time that you get alone. You get to appreciate and value silence when you get it. And it's just like finding a shiny penny and feeling like, Ooh, this is the most amazing thing in the world. And what that does is it helps you to value life. It helps you to value the little things, the free things, the things that don't cost any money. If you choose to do so, there are people who can just sit there and complain about the noise. But we can embrace the noise and then value and put even more significance to the silence. Another thing is sleep. I value my sleep so much more now. Before, I remember freaking out in college about not getting eight hours of sleep because I had a test the next day. It wasn't until I had my first son that I really appreciated my sleep because you don't get that much sleep, especially the first year, maybe two, of having a child. Definitely the first couple of weeks. 
I remember being a nap-ternal, not no nocturnal, nap-ternal, where you literally just survived off naps. When I was in college and there was a test the next day, I would freak out if I didn't get six or eight hours of sleep. How could I, how could I function? How can I take my test if I didn't get six or eight hours of sleep? Then, after having Tristan, my firstborn son, I would get up after two hours of sleep. Two hours would be a lot. I would get up after two hours of sleep, go to work, and you know what I realized after the first week of doing that over and over, of waking up in the middle of the night and having to go back to sleep and maybe getting 15 minutes of nap time, I realized after the first week of being nocturnal was that my body can handle so much more than I gave it credit for. My body started doing what I thought was impossible, being able to function with that little sleep. Granted, you are not your best. You are not at your best form with that little sleep and it's proven. It's proven that if you get zero sleep in 24 hours, if you get zero sleep for 24 hours, you are actually physiologically and intellectually operating as if you were legally drunk, as if you had a blood alcohol level of 0.1. So don't do it. I'm just saying, if you had to, your body is capable of the impossible. Your mind is capable of the impossible. And I really think that it's the love that you put into being a parent that allows you to function with that little sleep. It's the sacrifice and the things that make life and those sacrifices worth it. That, again, add value to the work that you do when you don't have enough sleep. So you value your silence, you value your sleep, and man, it's just amazing. I love being a dad, I love being a parent. And again, I can go all day about the sleep that I lacked, the times that I got kicked out of bed at two in the morning, and just the frustration of having noise in the house all the time. But you know what? My mom is buying a new house and she is first, for the first time in her life, leaving the house that we grew up in. She was surrounded with six kids for so many years, at least 30 years of her life in this house surrounded by kids. She had to go through each transition as each one of us left the house. And I think one of the biggest was when the youngest, my sister Anna, left the house. Uh, the transition that my mom had to make. And one day, I'm going to miss that noise. I'm gonna miss the chaos that the kids bring into the house. And as parents, man, that's one of the things that we, that we have a responsibility to do. If you, want, if you think that this world is full of chaos, this world is crazy, what can we do about it? One of the things that we can do as parents is to impact and remove, not just, we can't remove chaos, but to 
harness that chaos and teach our kids how to put that chaos into order the chaos of their bed in the morning teach our kids how to make the bed in the morning and not just teach them how to make it but build into them the habit of actually doing it teach our kids to take the chaos of the kitchen table after dinner and to at minimum put their dishes in the sink to add a little bit more structure a little bit more order to the chaos after a meal we teach our children how to put put the chaos in their minds into order when they're trying to go to bed and they can't one of the things that we can do is you know make a deal close your eyes don't talk don't move just even having those three guidelines of trying to go to bed those three rules or laws of going to sleep gives them some guidelines gives them starts building their psych psychology into putting order to chaos every time we follow a rule it doesn't it doesn't just mean that we're being uh, I don't know held down by the man we're, we're not just being suppressed or oppressed when we follow rules when we follow rules by our own volition when we follow guidelines by our own volition it changes us it changes us as people because we are exercising that muscle that puts order to chaos so that's another plus of being a parent I am extending that muscle of putting order to chaos not just to myself but I am extending it to the future I am extending the structure that I can put into this crazy world into at least another generation and if I show my kids how awesome it is to be a parent how awesome it is to be a father then hopefully they're gonna want to be parents they're gonna want to have their life filled with that noise and that lack of silence and all the opportunity and obligation for turning chaos into order and making something happy happen so I think that is all I have for you today and if you like this episode don't forget to hit share like subscribe and spread the word about the podcast again I am not trying to grow this the, uh, the objective for this podcast is to have something for my kids to look back to in the future and to, just to get my thoughts out there to get them out of my my the prison of my mind but if you found it useful and if I can inspire other people to take the chaos of this world and share it within themselves and share it with their kids to put some structure and order and some meaning into our lives then by all means please share this podcast because that's what I want to do I want to make the world a better place I'm gonna start at home I'm gonna start with my kids and if this podcast will help you do the same please share like and subscribe thank you very much for joining me this is my fatherhood experience